0: Today I get to do an impression of Father Miguel. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm a new priest. (laughs) I love this guy. It's going to be so easy to tease you. (laughs) I remember when I was first a priest, Faith Magazine approached me for an interview. It was actually after the first year of my priesthood. And they asked me a question, what has been the biggest surprise about being a priest? And immediately I responded, how many people reject Jesus? It's interesting, like as a, as a seminarian, I had this like, conception that if we just presented the gospel in a compelling way, people would turn back to Jesus in droves. People who have fallen away, our, our neighbors and our friends, they would, they would come back and they would repent and they would have faith in Jesus. But that doesn't always happen. In fact, in today's gospel, where Jesus is sending his disciples out two by two to, to declare the kingdom of God, he's preparing them for what will happen when they go and do this. And this is what he says. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet and testimony against them. He doesn't say, if they do not listen to you, try again. He doesn't say, if they do not listen to you, you're not doing it right. He doesn't say, if they don't listen to you, You need to go through some sensitivity training and read, understand how you present the gospel. He doesn't say any of that. If they do not listen to you, shake the dust off your sandals and leave. In ancient biblical Judaism, this was a symbolic gesture of testimony against someone. It was a symbolic gesture to signify judgment, that we have come and declared to you the word of God and you have rejected it. And this will be in testimony against you on the day of judgment. It's interesting that when the Jews sometimes would go through Gentile territory, some of the more scrupulous ones, they would take their sandals off and shake the dust off their feet as a way of disassociating disassociating themselves with those who were not part of the covenant. And this is what Jesus is saying that the disciples need to do when when a, a town or even a home does not welcome the gospel. The second thing that Jesus means by this is, like, move on, right? Not everybody is going to accept your message. There are some people that are going to be very much against what you have to say, right? In another gospel, he says, you will be hated by everyone because of my name. So he just simply says, move on, go to other towns. I think as Christians, we need to honestly recognize how difficult it is to move on when someone we love does not accept the gospel, will not return to their faith, will not practice the faith. It can be very difficult for us as Christians. So I'm going to offer three different reasons why it's difficult for us to shake the dust from our feet. That is to move on and to go to other villages, if you may. Number one, we sometimes take the refusal of other people to listen to us about the faith personally, as if, sometimes, as if some, we, we did something wrong. Let me repeat that we sometimes take the refusal of of other people to listen to us personally we take this refusal personally as if somehow we did something wrong but that's not necessarily the case now on the one hand we need to remember that if we're using tactics of anger tactics of guilt of shame of condemnation when we're trying to get someone to believe in the gospel like we're trying to control them well then they're turning away from the gospel, then not accepting it is probably our fault, right? Jesus is always proposing the reality of the kingdom. He's never imposing it. So some of us need to learn the gentleness of Jesus. So that's, that's very, very true. But oftentimes when people reject the gospel, it's because they themselves are rejecting it. It is not our fault. And we need to remember that often. We need to stop being surprised, if you may, that people say no to the invitation to faith. It's something that Jesus was preparing his disciples for and something that we need to remember because there's a very strong dynamic of when the, when the gospel or the truth is preached that happens in the human heart. And we see this play out in today's first reading right? This first, in the first reading, Amaziah, the high priest of Israel, of, of Bethel, is, is telling Amos, the prophet, who was the dresser of sycamores. God called him out of that to prophesy conversion and repentance, because if you don't repent, something bad is going to happen to you. God's judgment will come. Notice how Amaziah responds. Off with you, visionary. Flee to the land of Judah and never prophesy here again. In other words, get out of here, We don't want to hear your preaching. We don't want to hear your call to conversion. We're fine the way we are. Get out. Sometimes we experience that when we try to invite people to faith because it's very uncomfortable to be invited to turn away from sin. I certainly do not like it when people do that for me, even though I know it's good for me. What's powerful about this in many ways is that Jesus identifies himself with his church with his disciples, if people reject you, they're really not just rejecting you, they're rejecting Jesus. They don't just reject the message, they sometimes even reject the messenger. But remember, don't take it personally. It could be rejecting Jesus himself. The second reason why it's difficult for us to shake the dust off our feet is that sometimes we can falsely think that if we just give them the right argument, they will convert. If I can just convince him or her, if I could just send the right YouTube video, the right talk, right, the right article, the right book. If I just get them to listen to one person, then they're going to change their hearts and they're going to come and worship God with everything they have. Well, The truth is, is that sometimes it actually happens. Sometimes when the gospel is presented in a compelling way, people are convicted. They turn away from their sin because they come to realize that they're loved by God. So that does happen, and it's happening here in this parish. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. Because sometimes we need to remember that if, if, if the heart is closed, the mind also will be closed. Sometimes people have closed hearts. And so therefore, I'm going to say something that might seem kind of strange. If someone's heart is closed, you actually can be wasting your time talking to them about Jesus. Seems crazy, but that's not, but Jesus is basically saying, look, if they don't receive and listen to you, just move on. And, and what's, it's, what's interesting about this is that when I'm in conversations with someone about the faith, and it was just in a conversation last night with someone that was very, very strong and, 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 and in this unbelief, sometimes I just realize, well, this person is not really open, so I'm not going to really engage that much because it's not really a good use of my time. So we need to understand where people are at. It's where we find openness in people that the evangelization efforts, the, the planting of seeds, of saying what you believe here is actually very much what we believe and trying to draw them along by saying what you long for ultimately is what Jesus offers. So that's what we can do. But if we don't shake the dust off our feet and we don't move on, two worst things can happen. Number one, people that we're trying to convert will begin to dig their heels in. Their hearts begin to be hardened because you won't relent, and you, make, you, you come across too strong, and then they actually end up developing this allergy to Christianity. They just put a wall up right away. So we can make things worse for them. But the, the other thing that's bad that we don't often think about is we're pouring so much of our energy and our effort and resources in trying to help one person that we're not moving on to the other towns so that they too can hear the gospel that is the other people in our life. I mean, praise God that Jesus and his disciples did not stop and argue for days with the people that wouldn't listen to them. Praise God that they moved on. Number three, we sometimes fail to surrender people to God and his providence. Sometimes we do not move on because we think it's our responsibility to see full conversion through our efforts. We, we think that it's up to us completely. As I said before, sometimes we're just simply planting seeds. We're being a good example. We're loving them. But God often wants to use other people to bring them to faith. And oftentimes, if they're not ready, they're not ready. It's maybe not God's time. So we need to learn to entrust our loved ones to the Lord by saying, Lord, you love them more than I do. You love these people more than I do. Send someone into their life to share the good news to open their hearts, to hear that we've been saved from sin, that Jesus Christ is alive and we have hope. Send someone into their life and let go of them. And when you let go, the paradox is your witness to the gospel becomes even better. My brothers and sisters, it's true that the last thing we want to do is to shake the dust from our feet or to move on from those in our life who do not want to hear the gospel. And so today I just simply invite all of us to simply praise God that someone moved on to come to your village and to preach the gospel to you. Praise God that you have faith, a saving faith that gives you hope. And as we continue to praise God, that will give us a deeper desire to really be willing to go out two by two, if you may, to share the good news. Because after all, that's the mission of the church.